Musicpreneur.com. Great moments are born from great opportunity. Lies can prevail against much in this world, but never against art. If you're good at something, never do it for free. This is what I was put on the earth to do, and I'm not going to sit around and wait for some politician to give the green light. You musicians, you're too, too musical. You just don't know what's going to happen if you have this attitude of, I'm just going to work with the conditions that I've been given. You're not doing it for the money. You're doing it for what the money says. And it says what it says to any player that makes big money, that they're worth it. There's so much competition. Why should I start it? Man, if you take that mentality, you might as well just say, well, there's 8 billion people in the world. Why should he have your own child? You dance around too much. You talk too much. You're not concentrated enough. Lots of work to be done. We're coming into an age where people are not going to be reliant on an employer. They're going to have an attitude of, if it is to be, it's up to me. To assist in your journey of making money making music, the musicpreneur.com podcast starts now. Here's your host, James Newcomb. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to musicpreneur.com. This is James Newcomb coming into your earballs, and we're here with Jim Lambie, the star co-host of the show. Jim, welcome. Thank you, James. Great to be back. And we are with Mr. Billy Grizak. Billy Grizak, if you know the show from the old days, old meaning two years ago, <laughs> he was he was on the show a couple of times, and um, just reconnected. I, I sent out a, sent out an email to uh, my subscribers. I think this past weekend, it was just um, apparently resonated with Billy because it, the topic of the email was employee versus. Uh, employer mentality or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was, but something like that. Mm-hmm. And right. Billy, Billy basically said, man, you're, you're singing my song, James. And because uh, Billy is, he's just, um, he's one of those guys that he's just going to do whatever it takes to do what he knows was he was put on this earth to do. And, and that's to be a musician and make people happy with music. He, he was not immune to this, this COVID pandemic. Pandemic hit us all hard. And sadly, I don't know if it's sad, but we're going to talk about it. But Billy took on a, a quote, real job, from what I understand. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But um, what what else can we say? I mean, the, the, the guy is just a go-getter in, in every sense of the word, of the, of the, of the term. And um, just welcome back to the show, Billy. Well, it's nice to be here. In fact, it's just nice to be on the planet. Get us up to speed. I mean, I, you and I haven't spoken in a couple of years. Right. Well, uh, you know, um, in around 2001, uh, I had been up until that point, I'd been a full time musician, uh, touring and playing in rock bands and things like that. And then I had, uh, another one of my uh, reinventions. I switched from playing, uh, uh, adult rock music to, uh, playing and writing songs for children. And then I did that very successfully, uh, for over 10, maybe close to 15 years. And it was really great because, uh, that was a period of time where I actually got paid, uh, quite well to play, perform, record, and write original material. So for, for a period of like 10 or 15 years, all I did was original music and I was able to buy cars, buy houses, raise children, you know, with that, that was great. And then that started to collapse. And then I, uh, reinvented myself again with my son uh, we formed a, what we call an acoustic power duo. 
And uh, basically the acoustic power duos, I play guitar like I'm playing electric guitar and he plays a cajon like he's playing like he's Keith Moon. And we go out there and we rock the house of two people and we did that for another five years or so. And uh, we were just getting ready to start recording and doing original music with that. And then uh, I ended up with heart trouble Uh and ended up having to have open heart surgery and that knocked me out for about a year. When was this? 2015. Okay, so we've been through this story before. Right. And yes. then uh, and then when I was getting uh, healed up and ready to go hit it again, my daughter died that that knocked me out for another year. And uh, and she, you know, um, she was 17. She also co-wrote and played drums and, and instruments on a lot of my stuff. Then here we are. We're going to hit 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 the road and start uh, playing music and, and and go crazy. And then I got cancer and that's been fun. And then uh, now I'm kind of, uh, you know, recovering from that and I'm ready to start playing and recording and hit the road again. And guess what? COVID. So it's been it's been quite interesting the last four or five years, you know, but uh, uh, and that's why I said I'm, I'm I'm lucky to be here tonight because about a year ago I thought I was done. I I, I remember they uh, put on a, a Mr. Billy benefit that I went to in February of last year for the cancer and, uh, all the musicians got together to just benefit, which was really nice. And, uh, I remember the day after they had to take me to the hospital and I had to get a blood transfusion and I was like pretty much gone after that, uh, things have just been getting better. And I've been, uh, the cancer's, you know, shrinking, going away. I'm not in remission yet, but now I can actually do things. So I've, built a studio you can see it in the background there yeah, yeah very nice and uh i'm trying to remember how to record and play music was when you go through chemo you forget things uh and i forgot i couldn't play the guitar i couldn't uh do any technology i was having a really tough time but uh, it's all starting to come back to me now so uh here i am in the studio i've been uh laying down tracks for some friends doing some remote recording and we've been actually booking gigs for the summer and we're starting to record our first uh big and tall cd which is the band with my son we've been a cover band uh, mm-hmm. for the last four or five years but we're going to start adding originals to that and then the day job thing was really interesting it's like you know in my family i come from a, a long line of musicians we um uh, my, my grandfather was a big band leader. My dad was a semi-famous jazz musician. He played with Dizzy Gillespie and Stan Getz and people like that. Then I came along and I was like the rock guy and I played all, you know, the rock circuit for all these years. Then I had the kids. Now, they, you know, they're musicians. Taylor passed. Will still plays. But in our family, it was like the idea of getting a day job was like, uh, well, you failed. Yeah. It, was just the, it was just the opposite of 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 other people you know it's like well you better have something to fall back on there yeah. and like my yeah, family yeah, yeah. was like what do you mean you want to get a day job and throw all this away what's wrong with you well you're you know? you're you're i mean your great grandfather this goes back generations doesn't it like yeah well if you count my son now i mean it's i'm, I'm part of a four generation professional musician chain link fence okay. of sorts you know so it started in 1918 or something like that mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 19, 1918 is when he started playing professionally and then up till now. So it's been, what, 102 years or something? W- that would have been your grandfather that did that in 18? Be my grandfather, yeah. Okay. Grandfather, father, me, son. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you want to hear the funny thing? We yeah. all have the same name. So, uh, you know, William Grizak Sr., William uh-huh. Grizak Jr., William the third, and William the fourth is my son. Is your son. So. 
But, uh, yeah, when everything fell apart, right before I got cancer, like we were having a lot of problems booking gigs in the, uh, the winter summer was no problem, but winter gigs were starting to become hard to get. Uh, and then a friend of mine who knew me from playing music and stuff, uh, needed somebody for a particular position in a, in a, in a company where they needed someone personable and, uh, uh, thick skinned. And, and I said, well, you know, I'm available. And they were like, you're kidding. Well, you're hired. So uh, I went and got a job there. I, I work for a, a mobile phone slash uh, cable TV internet company. Basically, I stand at the front and I do triage. Uh, people come in and they're all angry. And, and triage. And, yeah, basically, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I find out what they need and then I either help them if I can or I tell them where to go or I send them <laughs> into the store which usually takes about an hour wait. So you have to defuse all that stuff before they get to my salespeople so they don't want to kill them. So I use my wit, my entertaining skills and everything. To so, they, so they basically want to kill you. Oh, yeah, but they don't because I'm adorable. <laughs> and you've been through everything, so what do you care? Yeah, well, you know, I tell people, you know, I spent the first 40 years of my career standing up in front of a room full of drunks trying to make them like me. <laughs> you know, and then the next 10 years standing in front of a room of, of toddlers and kindergartners trying to make them like me. So when you've been through that, man, you know, give it, you know, give it your best shot. I've so so all, what's you know? worse, toddlers or cell phone, angry cell phone customers? The parents of the toddlers. Okay. The parents of the toddlers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never had problems with the kids, but the parents were always very difficult. What, what, what why are they difficult? Well, they would do well. Well, the worst story, and this is just like a just an example, okay. is we were playing um, Thomas the Train down in Parish, Florida, and we were on break. And we had all our equipment set up, and then we walked away, and then we heard like all this noise and commotion. We went up there, and there was a family that had let their children jump on our stage, pound on our equipment, kicking equipment, <laughs> breaking equipment. And videoing them, oh, isn't that cute? And then when we told them they had to get off the stage, they got very angry with us. They used very colorful language in front of their children because, you know, who are we to yell at their children while they're smashing our guitars? I mean, they broke, uh, you know, a $1,200 guitar in half, you know? It was it was very interesting. So that's that's the tip of the iceberg. I have, I have hundreds of stories like that. So, yeah, the parents behave badly. Kids left to their own devices are actually really great. There's no bad kids. There's No, bad, there isn't. There's, there's definitely bad parents. Bad parents. And the bad kids, sadly, they become bad parents. My son is right in the back, and he's listening to this. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, as far as the thing that I do now, which came at a really good time for me because I needed insurance. You know, they've they've pumped over a million dollars worth of chemicals into me in the last year, and there's no way musicians can afford that. Not the typical working musician, you know. So, it came at a good time, you know. So that that worked. That's one of those times where the universe kind of came in and gave me what I needed. Like I, at first, I felt like a failure because I had to have a day job, you know. But it, it turned out to be uh, a good thing, and it's working. And my son actually ended up getting a job there with me, so we're still working together. So uh, I'm I'm at the front of the store. I'm I'm customer relations, and he's one of the salespeople. So, but that's kind of it, you know. Like so, my whole entire career has been my life. Mm -hmm. has been rolling with the 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 changes you know uh uh learning how to work with the 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 changes and not get beat up by them you know mm -hmm. what i mean and 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 i feel like life is nothing but opportunities i mean truly there everywhere you look there's an opportunity and mm -hmm. i don't understand why people don't see them but 
it's it, it, there's it, life's full of opportunities. It's just what are you gonna what are you gonna do with it? Mm-hmm. You know. Musicpreneur.com. Billy, I, I've I've did a little bit of uh, digging in on you and. Um, and with your story, I, I'm a, a father myself, and I, I'm my grandfather's the one that inspired me to get into music. Uh, he was uh, he used to lead sing-alongs at old folks' homes, and he led bands for years when I was growing up. So was, that kind of resonated with me. And I think after all said and done, um, you know that that was the biggest influence. I think that kind of put me in that mode of being a musician. But. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that in mind, I started thinking about the things you're sharing tonight, and I'm just curious, um, what what do you think is helping, like you've got a great positive mindset, and I believe that that kind of, we kind of attract things to ourselves, but depending on what rut or mindset we get into, what would you attribute it to your, um, to your being upbeat and um, positive in your outlook on things? So right now, I mean, obviously the job came along at a great time. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? I, well, it's like I said, well, first of all, I think what you're, you're uh, alluding to is what's called the law of attraction. And it's basically the universe will give you whatever it is that, that you want. If you really believe it, uh, it comes to you. Like I said earlier, I think there's nothing but opportunities. Most people don't see opportunities. They see obstacles. And everything that happens to me is an opportunity for something. So I think I don't know if I'm just naturally uh, a positive person. I don't think that I am really, but I just have a knack for looking for the next opportunity no matter what happens. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I think um, positive could be like an overused word. Uh, I think what you what I'm gathering from what you're saying is kind of just um, always seeing where to go next, just looking for mm-hmm. the uh, race car drivers, as I understand it, when they're taught how to race, they, they're always taught, don't look at the wall, only look where you want to go. And mm-hmm. that if you look at the wall, you'll hit the wall. Yeah. And for me, too, I, I've always liked the and just two analogies that I live by. One is like uh, the shark. You know, if the shark stops, he drowns. They have to constantly be swimming to pump the uh, oxygen through their gills. They mm-hmm. don't. They can't lay on the bottom like other fish do. They have to move. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm always moving. Uh, so that's important. And then I also uh, believe in the bumblebee uh, philosophy. And it's like you know, scientifically, bumblebees are not supposed to be able to fly, but nobody told the bumblebee. <laughs> you know, so so just don't tell me I can't do something because if 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 I want to do it, I'm going to find a way to do it. You know, I mean, I mean, look at my career. I mean, like I've always been big. You know, I I was, you know, in the 80s and 90s. You know, I was the 300 pound short guy in the middle of a band full of dudes that look like Adonis rock stars. You know, I have all these big hairy thin guys with spandex pants around me. Uh, because I knew that's what we needed to sell the band, but yet I was the band leader and the front man. And, uh, you know, I just made it work. Other people in my position would say, well, I'm, I'm too fat. I'm too old. I'm too ugly to do that. But I just stacked the deck in my favor. You know what I mean? Right. That's thinking in terms of a business mindset, you know, uh, you, you, you surround yourself with the people that are going to propel you forward. So now with uh, with the job and potential recordings, uh, do you have any plans in mind, uh, uh, like, is there a, a ordering in your mind of how things are going to go? Yeah, well, I think I'm really becoming uh, sort of a renaissance guy in the sense that, like, I'm embracing everything I've ever done. So step one uh, is to assemble 
all of my works, my legacy, my products into one centralized place. So I have, I have them there and then create a, a new hub to uh, disseminate those products or to, to, to make them available. So going all the way back to when I was uh, Billy Rub, which was my country band, and I did stuff with that, through Billy Zack, which was the, the rock band, and then into Mr. Billy, which was the kids artist to Now Big and Tall, and plus the podcast podcasting I do and the and the marketing and coaching stuff I do on the side, just have like a one size fits all place to find everything. Because I'm Facebook and social media has allowed me to find a lot of my old fans, which is really great. And so like a lot of the people that liked my old music, they don't know where to get it. So that's great. And I'm actually considering doing one more uh, title under the name Billy Zach. Then, then it'll be a trilogy of albums because we did two albums with that band. And I'm thinking about doing more, one more with the uh, original members, like do a uh, distance recording, get, getting the band back together. Oh, cool. And then I have to do one more album to make it an even 30 for Mr. Billy. Mr. Billy did 29 CDs for kids. Uh, so I'd like to do that. And then I'd like to make the Big and Tall record. Just have a place where it can all be. And then, uh, you know, maybe start document. I, I'm to the point in my life now where, like, I want to be able to pass, uh, pay it forward, pass it on. It's like there's no direct download to my brain. And I've got, like, all this experience. And I really want to get it out there before I go away. And uh, so, you know, making that available to people, you know, to help people in some way uh, so they don't have to make all the same mistakes. I mean, you have to make some of your own mistakes, you know, that's mm -hmm. true. But you don't have to make all all the mistakes. And uh, if I can help people with that, that'd be great. So I, in a way, it's like putting closure on some of my past projects and still moving forward uh, with new things. Plus, I have a whole almost a whole album of Star Trek theme songs that I've never released or <laughs> just. Literally sitting sitting on a hard drive, and I'm thinking I should really release those. See, I'm Star Trek guy. So, Billy, I was just going to say that I really appreciate you being so um, transparent and forthright about your past, because you know, death of your child and uh, getting cancer. Obviously, it's very difficult, and perhaps some people wouldn't they wouldn't be so open about it. They wouldn't want to um, share that with with people, especially on a podcast. But I'd like to get uh, your take on how important was it to just uh like when you're going through the loss of your child and you kind of know inside of yourself that it's time to get going again but how important is it that you just keep moving even if it's just a little bit so that when when you're when it's time to get back on the horse so to speak what did that look like to kind of get back on track well, for me, the biggest problem was it was like every time I felt like I was ready to get back on track, I got knocked down again. You know what I mean? So it was the heart surgery. I'm never going to live through this. It's the, my daughter passing away. I'm never going to live through this. It's cancer. I'm never going to live through this. It's COVID. We're, none of us are going to make it, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and I just woke up, uh, you know, literally on New Year's and I said, you know, I'm breathing. It's a new year. It's time to get back on the horse and, and do stuff because uh, I, I feel like there's going to be a tomorrow now. To be brutally honest with you, for about four or five years, I didn't feel like there was a tomorrow. And it was really hard to do anything other than just wait to die. I don't really have a real good answer for you. I just feel like uh, I'm not done yet. And now it's time to start doing things again. So I don't know if that's the answer or not. You know what I mean? I don't know if there is a good answer for that. It's a, it's a difficult question. And but but you follow what I'm saying. I mean, it's well, Jim like, likes the answer. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? It's like we're, we're all here for a short period of time. I felt like I was closer to the end than maybe I was. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, who knows? Maybe, maybe I won't be here tomorrow. I don't know. But I want to, I want to try to do one, at least one little thing every day uh, to move forward. Because if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. You know what I mean? And that's, that's something I never really wanted to do. I always wanted to be a forward thinker and I always mm-hmm. wanted to be adding some value. You know, it's funny. My, my wife and I watched this show. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called Utopia. Have you ever heard of Utopia? No. And, yeah. um, it's it's on um, uh, Prime Video, and it's also originally an English television show. We've seen both, but the 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 thing that they say in the in the show is, "What have you done today to earn your place in this crowded world?" And that's sort of kind of what my mantra is now. It's like every day, I just want to ask myself, and I look back at the end of the day, what's the one thing that I did? You know, like. Being on this podcast, for instance, this is a very, very big deal for me because I used to be a regular podcaster and I used to be a guest on lots of shows and uh, stuff, and I haven't done anything for for a couple of years. So this is this is my thing for today. What have you done? Well, I I was a guest on a wonderful podcast today, and now what am I going to do tomorrow? Well, I, we're gonna we're gonna close it up in a moment, okay. Billy. But I wanted to. I love that uh, that statement from that movie. Uh, that series is really fun to watch. It's but I hadn't thought about it because the guy who actually says the line isn't, you know, he's there's a pretty complex character there. But that's such a good line. But one of the things that you said was, "I'm not done yet," and I mm-hmm. that resonated with me. That's a that's mm-hmm. good enough. That's good enough because when I say I'm not done yet, so much is possible still, right? Mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, when I when I teach my students, you know, I've, I've told them I'm going to try to give you some wisdom from the gray hair. Uh, I can't mm-hmm. give you what's in my head, but I'd love to be able to try to share some of the, the some of the lessons learned I've had. So maybe you can, you know, learn from my mistakes. You know, is there any one thing you could leave us with that you think would be a good summation of you're you're going to go after it? We we've got a lot of uncertainty ahead. Is there something you could offer from your life experience that might? Um, be a, a maybe a, a point of guidance or um, I don't know something like a, a beam of light say maybe me think this way try to say yes more than you say no that's it that's it in a nutshell yeah well Billy thanks so much for being on this with us and um, you know best to you and, and your family um, as you just keep adjusting and keep not being done yet <laughs> thanks for sharing <laughs> your story uh, resonates a lot and uh and these conversations we have on podcasts, it, it's been a real powerful experience in my short time doing this. So uh, with that, we just thank you so much for being our guest today and um, being generous with, like uh, James said, to to his point about transparency. Uh, that resonates with me so much. I love being around people who are real, and it really inspires me. So thank you for that. And uh, I don't have anything to promote right now because I'm, I'm getting my life back in order so I can move forward. But if anybody is interested in what I've done, uh, most of my stuff is on Spotify, either as Mr. Billy, Mr. Billy, that's my kids' music, at, or Billy Zach, Z A C K, or Billy Zach Attack, that's my rock stuff. And then later on, maybe we'll revisit when I launch my hub and we could talk about that. Outstanding. Well, we'll definitely uh, we'll have you back on very soon once uh, once all that comes to fruition. So <laughs> this is uh, James Newcomb with Jim Lambie and our special guest, Billy Gryzak. Thanks for listening, everybody. 
For more podcasts and resources on making money making music, and to download the free musicpreneur.com mobile app, head on over to musicpreneur.com today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.